At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. My series that we've been on, The Trinity of Man, I've hit it from several different kind of angles. Today, I want to talk to you about the mind of the matter. I want to talk to you about the mind of the Spirit. I want to talk to you about the mind of the flesh, the mind of the soul, the mind of the matter. Um, and the Bible's real clear about it, and so, as we always do, I'm going to let the Scriptures kind of do the work for themselves, and then we're going to talk about it. But there's something today that I've, I've, I've had what I was going to share with you when I, before I started this series uh, that, I wanted, that I'm sharing today. I've had this, but last night I got something that was added to it that is kind of a life acceler. It will excel and accelerate your life as you grab a hold of this today. I, I believe it because it's God's Word. And um, I'm believing that you have supernatural revelation that is causing areas of your life that need change to change based on what I'm sharing with you today presence of God that is here now, God's presence in the place, in the house. It's, a, it's, it's an atmosphere for God's fullness to fill us up to overflowing. We've been filled with the Spirit, but Paul said in Ephesians, continually be being filled. Continually. Be filled. This is going to help you today to be in a continual mode of being filled with the Holy Spirit and the awareness of the Spirit of God and what the Spirit of God is saying to you. I want to just remind you of a number of verses that we've read. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23, and I'm reading this out of the New Living Translation. It says, Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again, until He comes again. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless until then. John 3 and verse 6 in the New King James says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. We spent a lot of time on that in the last few weeks, focusing on the difference between flesh and spirit. Our spirit, our human spirit, is one with the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit of God connects, the spirit, our human spirit connects with God. Um, 
your soul connects with your intellect and your body with the material in the scene room. <clears throat> There's something that is vital about understanding that you are a spirit and you're not just a human. We're not just human beings. We are spirit beings. Can you say amen to that? Amen. You were created in His image. And we're going to look at that here in, in just a moment uh, about how vital it is that you and I understand how we were created so we can accomplish what we were created for. I like this verse of Scripture. I'm going to read it in two translations out of Proverbs 20 in the 27th verse. In the New King James, it says, the spirit of man, the spirit of man, in other words, if I'm saying this over myself, my human spirit is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. The Lord's light penetrates the human spirit, this is in the New Living Translation, the Lord's light penetrates the human spirit, exposing every hidden motive. That sounds real bad, you know. No, but it's, it's actually really liberating when you understand it. When you understand who we are and how we were created. So, I'm just going to take a little quick journey through Genesis 1 and 2, just for a moment. Um, because I want to look at a couple of things to get to the point I want to make today. I have a point that I'm going to drive home, uh, but I want to look at our beginning. Genesis 1 and verse 26, after God created everything and He kept saying, everything's good, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good, and then He comes to man and it says, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Our who? Father, Word, and Holy Spirit. Right? In our image. Um, he said, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. How, how many know creeps? You have dominion. Over every creep. Amen? So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And I'm not saying the whole scientific world has screwed this up, but the scientific world has screwed this up. Right? And not the whole world, and I mean people that are scientists and they're born again and they understand the things of God, but I'm telling you today that the world has messed this up. They've messed it up. And um, they've tried to convince people that God says one thing and then does something else. He repeats himself. He, he, uh, he, he doesn't stay with what he said. He, he'll say one thing in one chapter and then he says something different in the next chapter, and that is just absolutely not true. Or at least I'll say this, not my God, okay? Because I, 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 all I can really talk about is the God that I know, 
But my God's not that way, and that's what I'm teaching from today. So, God is spirit, and I was created in His image, so I am spirit. Say it. Okay, you are, you're not, you're not a spirit, you are spirit. You are spirit being. You, you, you are made, because see, God isn't a spirit, God is spirit. And you and I are spirit because we were created in His image, and with our creation, we have dominion over everything. There's not anything we don't have dominion over. When Jesus was on the earth, the chosen has done a super good job of this. How many watch the chosen? Man, season four is gonna it's, it's, it's like a year off. <laughs> anyway, I love the chosen. Anyway, they've done a they did a really good job in in showing things about Jesus and and um, how just the way that he expressed himself and the way that he made things known to people, they did a, they've done a fabulous job of it. And um, when he was on the earth, you know, people thought, <laughs> I'm sitting here, I had a point and I forgot it. But it's coming back to me. Hold on. I know what it was. Thank you, Jesus. You may just have to wait a second, and you'll get it. But when he was on the earth, so back to my point, okay, and then I'll, then I'll tell you what, I, what came back to me. But my point is this. We were created in his image, and when Jesus was on the earth, he was all man. They didn't think he was the Son of God, and probably for a while he didn't think he was right? He didn't think that he was God's son sent to the world, to the earth, to be the redeemer of the world, the savior of the world. For a while, as a human being, he didn't, he had to, it had to become revelation to him over time. That's why he spent 30 years preparing for three years of ministry. But when he was on the earth and he began to find that out, as a man, he didn't think that what he was doing was wrong, to think that he was equal with God. See, you and I are equal not with his deity, but with his anointing, right? There's God, and then there's us. It's not God and you. It's God and us. But we're right there because we're created in his image. 
We're not, the an- we're not like the animals. We're not like anybody, not the angels, not anybody else. We're like him. And when he was on the, the earth, he didn't think that he was wrong for teaching people that he was one with God. Yeah, but pastor, he was, he was the son of God. No, he came here to become the son of man. He already was the son of God. He came here to be the perfect example for you and I to follow after. Can you say amen to that? And we have to see that. So he creates man in his image. Male and female, he creates them. So he creates them spiritually. They become spirit beings in this moment. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7 God is doing all kinds of things at this point. And in the seventh verse, it says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Here becomes, he's a spirit, and now he's got one of these. It wasn't exactly like this because this is a fallen flesh. But he was, it was a body with a soul. And he created man here. And then, and, and you, know, you know what's interesting about that is that, you know, he, he, God didn't give man mouth to mouth. No, God commanded life to be in him, and life was in him. It wasn't like he, God, God does not have one of these. Jesus did, right? And, and Jesus is in his resurrected, glorified body, sitting at the right hand of the Father, representing you and I. God, God doesn't breathe in a body like this. He is breath. <laughs> right? And when he made us, he said, be. And that, that body was, and the spirit man was connected to it. Then, in verse 18, it says, this is the first time in Scripture to this point, Genesis 2 and 18, and the Lord God said, it's not good. First time he said that it's not good. And what did he say it wasn't good about? That man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. That word comparable there is equal to him. Not a helper under his feet, an equal partner. 21st verse of Genesis 2. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, and and, and the Lord took one of his ribs and closed it up, closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord had taken from the man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And they were one, and they became two. And they became one. They were male and female, 
and then he made one of these, and he breathed into it, and it became life, and now the two were made, the, the one were made two, and then the two were made one. Pretty amazing thing. But you see the the evolving of the spirit of man, the body of man, and the soul of man that God created. And in each part, and we're going to see it in the scripture that we read in a moment, but I'm saying this to you, in each part there is a mind. There's the mind of the spirit, there's the mind of the soul, and the body has a mind of its own. And when the body's mind is allowed to do whatever it wants to do, it does some really stupid things. Yours. I said yours. Your body has done some stupid things. Well, man, Pastor, that's, that's kind of ugly. Well, you know, it, it is ugly. But you know what? We don't have to do that. No, God didn't create us. He didn't create us with mess scoopers always scooping up messes that we make all the time. He didn't create us that way. He created us to do right. We don't have to do wrong and clean up our messes. He created us to do right. He created us in righteousness because He created us like Him. Everybody say, I am a spirit. Say it again, I am spirit, because God is spirit, right? God is spirit today, and because God is spirit, I'm spirit, and that's what I've got to develop. If I don't develop the spiritual part of me, then I will continue to live a life out of control. You may not think you're out of control, but if you're not living your life Drawing from the things of God, it's out of control. It's out of control doing things that are not pleasing to God. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 14, I'm going to read this this part of this. I'm going to read these few verses and then I'm going to back up to the fifth verse. But I'm going to read these three in the New Living Translation. Romans 8 and verse 14. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful. I'll read that again. You you, you, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you receive God's Spirit when He adopted you as His own children. Now we call him Abba Father, for his spirit joins our spirit to affirm, to confirm that we are God's children. Why why do I need affirmation that I'm a child of God? Because there's a devil out there telling you that you're not. There's a devil trying to get you to live in the flesh And in your soul, the mind of your soul, which is all your past, and it's it's like a tape recorder, man, and it screams at you. 
And if you live there, if you live there, you won't listen to the Spirit of God. You can't listen to both. Notice the 14th verse said, For all who are led by the Spirit are children of God. <laughs> well, you know, I'm born again, but I don't feel like I'm led by the Spirit of God. And, I, you know, I just don't feel like I'm a child. That's why you don't feel like you're a child of God, because you're not led by the Spirit. You're not listening to the voice of the Spirit. You're listening to other voices. Telling you that, how could you be a child of God as bad as you've been? How could you be a child of God in the things that you've done in your life? You, you did something the other day. How could you be a child of God in all this? No, the, the, the deal is, you and I make mistakes. We've got things that work in our lives that are not right. But if the Spirit of God is inside of us, and we're learning how to yield to Him and allow Him to confirm things to us on a day-to-day -day basis, we become that child that He created us to be, fulfilling His purpose and plan in the earth. That's why it's so vital. That is why it's so vital. I'm just going to say it like this. I'm not just a body and a mind. You're not just a body and a mind. You are spirit. And all of God's communication to you is done spiritually. Yeah, but see, but, but God's given, you know, God's given us a brain and shown us common sense. And common sense will take you out. If you, if you base your life on the Word, it'll take you out. God communicates with His children by His Spirit only. Only. By His Spirit. So to do that, you have to do it by faith. And that's what I want to show you today. I'm going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and, and verse 17 and 18. I want to read this. <clears throat> All of our communication is done by the Spirit with God. And I want to show you this. This is what I saw last night that maybe everybody else in here has seen it, so you can just smile when I say it and you already know it. But I saw something about this last night that... You know, you, you can get one word from God, it'll change your life in that moment for the rest of your life. I'm changed forever just because of this one thought. One thought. Everybody say one. Just one thought. Just one. Life has changed forever. Wow, Pastor, that's a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. Revelation from the Word is a huge deal. And it says this in 2 Corinthians 4 and 17. Remember, we're going to look at one point here. For our light affliction, 
which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but what he's saying right there is that we look at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So here's my one question to make my one point. How do you see things that are unseen? How do you see things that you can't see? Back to verse 17. So this momentary light affliction, what's he talking about? He's talking about the things that you go through in the natural. He calls the afflictions, the issues that you face, momentary and light. Hmm. I'm going to say some things here in the next 10 minutes that you're just going to have to go think about because I don't have the time to explain it, but just I want you to think about these things that I'm fixing to say. How, how can you see things that are not seen? Did, did he say that? Did he say, while we look not at the things that are seen? How many, how many can see me today? Okay, so don't look at me. but to look at the things that are not seen. The only way to see things that are not seen is by faith. No other way. There's no other way to see things unseen except by faith. So, when the Word tells you something that goes contrary to what you see, what you hear, how you feel, all, that, all of that is wrapped up in what that verse of Scripture is saying. When you see things financially, physically, mentally, where relationships are concerned, I don't care what it is, when you are seeing things, you're hearing things, you're all involved in things, and they're saying one thing, He's saying the only way to overcome those things is to look at what's unseen. And the only way to see what's unseen is by faith in God. You have to have faith that what He says is more real to you than what you see. And that's what has to be developed for the rest of your life. It has to be developed. Thank God, he has so much patience. Woo! Hmm? He has so much patience. That, that's, that's what's, that's what's uh, stenciled across my forehead. I'm the man that is the recipient of patience. <laughs> Thank God he has patience for me to get it. How about you? 
He's had great patience for us. And thank God he does because this is a journey that will never stop. But you have to remember every day, whatever you get from him has nothing to do with what you see. What you hear. How you feel. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Back to Romans 8, verse 5. I'm reading this in the New King James. Romans 8 and verse 5, back it up. For those who live according to the flesh, we read about this flesh being created. We read about God created this for His Spirit to live in. His Spirit with our spirit to be one. He said, for those who live according to the flesh, they set their mind on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the mind on the, of the things on the Spirit. He's talking about the mind of the flesh, the thinking that the flesh has, based on what you see, what you hear, and how you feel, versus the mind of the Spirit that is totally focused on what God says. Everybody say this. I have the mind of Jesus Christ. Woo! Can you, can you shout amen to that? We have the mind of Christ. We have the ability to overcome what our natural mind tries to wear us out with every single day. Man, we don't have to give into it. He said, watch this. But those who live according to the Spirit, they set their minds on the things of the Spirit is what he's saying there. For to be carnally minded, flesh minded is what, the, what, the, what that's meaning right there. For to be carnally minded is death. And that death is not ceasing to exist. That word death means destruction. I'll read that again. For to be carnally minded is a destructive life. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You see the mind of the spirit versus the mind of the flesh. What's the mind of the flesh? Everything that your eyes, your ears, and your five physical senses take in. I'll read it again. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Life and peace. Life and peace. Who's looking for that today? <laughs> I mean, everywhere. Life. Life and peace. Watch this. Because the carnal mind, the mind of the flesh, is enmity against God. It's not subject to the law of God or the word of God. Nor indeed can it be. It can't be. So I'm, I'm, I'm driving this point, I mean, driving this home. And you've got to work this out. You cannot hear God from anything that you are seeing, hearing, or feeling. Jesus, Savior of the world, 
head of the church, our elder brother is the son of man. Isaiah prophesied that he never judged anything by what he saw with his eyes or heard with his ears. For you and I to live the life that Jesus intended us to live, we cannot be moved by what we see, what we hear, how we feel. We have to be, we have to see into the realm of the unseen so that we can know what rightfully belongs to us. So then, last part of this verse, so then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. I mean, people have taken that verse of Scripture right there. I mean, you know, I'm going to hell. He didn't say that. No. If you knew, if a person knew what Hebrews eleven six says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So the person that's in the flesh is not in faith, so they're not seeing the unseen stuff, so they're not hearing God, and if you're not hearing God, you're not growing spiritually, and now your flesh and your soul control everything that go on in your life. Whatever feels right, well, you know, it just didn't feel right. Like what? Well, you know, I need money, but I just felt like I just needed to stay in bed. I just didn't feel like going to work. Okay, then you felt something that was not from God, and it didn't produce. I mean, as a silly little example, but I mean, that, those kind of examples happen all the time. People blaming God for what's not working in their life. And the reason it's not is because we're not developing. Listen to me. I'm not saying to you today, things aren't working for you because you're just not a good enough Christian. I didn't say that. No. I'm telling you today, you need to take this word, this whole series, on spirit, soul, and body. You need to listen to it. You need to take the scriptures. You need to go to the word yourself. And you need to allow your life to develop into a person that is learning how to hear the voice of God and not being moved by what they see, feel, or hear. That's what I'm saying. And it has to happen. The other night, a couple of Wednesdays ago, we were here in worship. It was a worship night, actually. Wasn't it? Yeah. It was a worship night. And um, we were into the last song, that I think somewhere in there. The presence of God was so strong. And I'm, I'm, sitting, I'm sitting down there, and the Lord said, no, it was the second to the last song that we sang. And the Lord said to me, pray for people's feet. I, I, I've pastored for 34 years, and I've never prayed for people's feet, I don't think. Maybe I prayed for somebody's big toe or something, I don't know, but I never prayed for feet. <laughs> and so, as, I'm, as we're going through that, last, that second to last song, I'm seeing, I just, I, I saw the whole plan. So, it ended up, we had three chairs sitting right here, 
And I said, I'm supposed to speak, pray over people's feet. I think about maybe 16 or 17 people came up. And I took their feet, both feet, and I spoke pretty much the same thing over every foot unless I had a prophetic word over different ones. And every person I touched, there's something that went through me. I, I, don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand everything about that. When that happens, it's happened many times. I don't understand everything. I'm not going to act like I understand everything. It's the presence of God. It's faith in operation, right? It's people believing in those kind of things. Last Wednesday night, I said, anybody that wants to testify concerning your feet being prayed for, please come up. We had seven people come up and gave some of the best testimonies I've ever heard of the power of God healing their feet. And the only reason that happened had nothing to do with me other than the fact that I heard God. When you hear God about something and you do what you heard, you get those results. The only thing is I heard God, but it's because of what Jesus did at Calvary that those people are healed today, and I continue every day. If you're sitting in here, some of you are sitting in here that we prayed for, I'm declaring every day that you're healed. A couple of people said there, uh, two or three days in, I started feeling a tinge, and they said, no, I was healed that night when Pastor prayed. They declared. See, the enemy will try to get you to be moved by how you feel. Now, just bear with me as I finish this, okay? Because i gotta say it, I got to say this to bring home my point regarding you and I Believing that we are who he says we are. In this passage that I, that I read to you <clears throat> about seeing things in the unseen realm. Everybody just bow your head for a moment. Just pray. finish this right here. So, so 
So let's just say that, let's say that Dale gets a report about something, say in his body. He gets a report that he has been diagnosed with stage four cancer and the the doctors say they can't do anything for him, okay? Probably everybody in here has heard that story from, from somebody. If the report, if what's added to the report is that it's pancreatic cancer, that's a deeper report. And in your mind, in your mind, somebody just give me an answer to this. Instead of me answering this, tell me. When you hear pancreatic cancer, what do you, what's the first thing you think? Huh? It's over. It's over. Most people don't make it with pancreatic cancer. If if he had a real bad headache and his headache was a result of sinuses and he went to the doctor and the doctor said well it's just it's just sinuses and it's kind of like a migraine if you take these two it'll go away anybody ever had a migraine there's a lot of pain involved in that Well, we have to come to the place, we have to come to this place where we don't let anything in our natural mind, no report that you heard with your ears, nothing that you see, affect your meditation in regards to believing God. Because If a person has a headache, well, that's, that's just a headache. No, not to God. There's pain attached to that. Jesus himself took your pain and liberated your life. He didn't want headaches in you and me. Because pain's attached to that, and he already delivered us from that. Pancreatic cancer to God is just another name. You know how God wants you to see that? Anybody that has a report coming to you, well, it's just cancer. Somebody would say that about a headache. Well, it's just a headache. It's not cancer. You see how your mind, it'll go towards that, and then what's that shutting down? It's shutting down you believing that you can receive health and healing no matter what comes your way. The Bible didn't say things don't come. But when you know whose you are and you know what he did for you, nothing has the right to remain. But listen to me. That doesn't, it doesn't happen like a magic show. It's not, it's not some magic show and you're going to throw some scriptures at it and everything's going to change. No, no. Your daily routine of confession of the word is not to change your circumstances right now. It's to change the way you think. 
And when you begin to change the way you think, and you're not moved by what you see, what you hear, how you feel, and you're moved by what you see internally, you can have everything you say. If you allow that to be developed day to day. Man, it's a fight. It is a literal fight. It's a fight every day. And what is the fight? Oh, it's against the devil. No, no, it's not against the devil. He's defeated. The fight is for you to believe. That's the fight. To do everything in your life, day to day, through the Word of God and the Holy Spirit, revealing the truth of the Word every day. So that you can be God's man and woman of the day and the hour. It's not going to be moved by what you see, how you feel. Only moved by what you see internally. Well, we look not at the things that are seen, but we look at the things that are not seen because the things that are seen, what's temporary mean? Subject to change. Things that are not seen are eternal. So he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if Jesus healed us 2,000 years ago, then I'm healed today. I receive it. Whatever I have to do to receive it, I'm doing it. Well, Pastor, I don't know. You better knock on wood. You know, what could happen to you? Because you're putting something out there. It's not in my ability. It's You know what it's based on? It's based on what I'm seeing. I'm seeing something internally. I'm seeing something eternal that is liberating my way of thinking. Not moved. Will not be moved. Rest of my life, living on planet Earth, I will not be moved. So, you, so you'll never react. Now, I didn't say, I didn't say there wouldn't be reactions. But the, if, I, if I am moved by something, I repent like I'd never done it again. And I keep going, and I keep going, and I keep going, and I keep going. And if there's a slip up, no, I'm going to deal with it. But I'm staying with it. I'm living a life. I'm not moved by what I see, only by what I know. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.